BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. We are so glad to be back in studio with Jacqueline. Hello. Because I literally almost fainted after yesterday's show. Like the work between reading the Dear Toasters, getting all the stories, and I didn't have an iPad. I brought my iPad. It was obviously dead. I just, I have a newfound appreciation for your contributions. Wow. Thank you so much. I couldn't believe how hard it was. Like not only choosing the stories, which is a lot of pressure, but staying on top of the stories because sometimes as we're sitting here recording, things break like Kim's statement did yesterday. Right. Very crazy. I watched um, the first half of yesterday's episode. I'm so excited to treat myself later and watch the second half. I I, actually, I never watch our episode, but I did watch it because it was funny. I absolutely love a snitch on the toast situation. It seemed as though she was so snitchy. Of course, Snatchler did not learn her lesson. That much is clear. But just to have her back on this show... It's just, it's so, it's such a treat. And you know what? I have a newfound appreciation for this show for a few reasons. One, I was watching you in The Snatchler and it was just so fabulous. Like I felt truly like a toaster. I had the experience of, you know, looking at the set and the girls and the vibes. They were completely steamy. I will Very, say that. yes. And two, not being here yesterday, I really had FOMO of missing the show. I just love this show. I love participating in it. I love watching it. And I just have appreciation for the show. No, sometimes you need to take a step back in order to see the big picture. Yeah. And that's what you did yesterday. And I'm so glad that you were able to have that moment. You know, I had that moment. I had that perspective. I was upstate in the Hudson Valley. Just this state, when you get outside the shithole that is New York City, is fabulous. Bucolic, some would say. It was so bucolic. We had a nice day trip. I got back this morning. I listened to, like, we drove back this morning, so I was able to listen to the radio. Um, the radio hosts call Thursday, Friday Eve. And, what um, hosts? I just thought, I don't know, whatever I was listening to in the Interesting. car. So I just have like radio host energy today. Well, that's great. I have Taylor Swift energy. So I came to the show, yeah. like I literally walked in and the room was just a little bit brighter. Like I have an extra pep in my step today because I was delivered this morning just the most wonderful, fabulous, exciting and unexpected piece of news. Right. And we are obviously going to talk all about folklore. But um, it just, it gave me like a little extra pizzazz you have some i have oomph for sure yeah super oomphy i can't wait to get into oomphy vibes only oomphy oomphy vibes only yeah i mean it's weird to talk about anything other than that right now considering that's like you know the thing of the day and demi lovato like props to her as well there is one flaw in this show it's like the way that we format it sometimes there's like such breaking news that 
of people literally only tune into the show to like hear about it and we have to like dilly dally for 10 minutes before we can get into the fast five well, we don't have to dilly dally and i feel as though if i wasn't off yesterday like we now have so much catching up to do like it's a whole 24 hours where we didn't really chat so much no i know so i feel like we could talk forever but i guess we could get right into it and just no, breeze but if, but if we don't dilly dally then we have a tdap 24 minute show that's very true. So let's dally. Claudia, that's true. Speaking of, has everyone watched my comedy special yet? I'm sure you I have. I saw a lot of people watching it last night. Oh, Theo just propped up. He wanted to let you know he saw it. He thought it was beautiful and he wants everyone to go and stream it. Hi, beautiful boy. Hi. Hi, beautiful boy. Hi, angel. He's looking super angelic today. I don't know what you fed him. Well, it's really not hard to look angelic when you are an angel. It's true. But I feel like even angels have bad days. No, even angels have flaws. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real message to everyone. It's yeah. nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You've got to work it. Um, so I think it's okay. Do you want to tell us um, anything about your day? Like, did you see a moose? Um, I did not see a moose, but I brought some farm fresh eggs uh, here <laughs> to the show straight from the coop. I'm so excited. I'm going to go home. Um, Right You're after so this. Hannah Montana movie. I'm so Hannah Montana movie. Uh, like, I'm literally going to make farm fresh eggs right after this. They're one day I'm old. getting farm fresh eggs for breakfast. breakfast. That's such an iconic scene in the movie when she's, like, trying to catch the eggs from the coop. Yeah, and I think that these eggs were made by, you know, happy, loved chickens. Right. And I think I'm going to taste that in my scrambled eggs later today. Are you, um, did you actually go into the coop and gather? No, I did not. So the crate was made for you. The crate, yeah. It was a pre-made crate, but like of mm. a, of much, a much 10 like, minute old egg. Much like, the, much like the crates you get in the grocery store. No, 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 no. But I saw the chickens. Yeah. Um, okay, you know what? That's exciting. Like, isn't that exciting? Honestly, And yeah. now that I'm gotten into cooking a little bit in quarantine, you really have a new appreciation for the ingredients that go into your food. Yeah. I mean, now that I've started cooking and like putting my hands on raw meat, like I totally understand vegetarianism. It's so <laughs> sad and disgusting. Yeah. But I just love like pasta bolognese too much. I know, but you could use beyond ground meat. You liked what I made. I mean, like I could, I could, I'm not gonna lie. When I did eat your bolognese, like I just ate the pasta, not like the fake meat. Well, that hurts. But it gave a good flavor. It Words you, can hurt. That's so you. You just like the flavor. Like, even when you dunk your chip in salsa, you don't get any of the mass on it. You just get the watery, you just get a light coating of salsa. You are fucking exposing me right now. Right. That's a, like, that's so you. It's so Yeah, no, cute. it is so me. Like, I don't scoop up the nasty, soggy vegetables. <laughs> People who do that are disgusting. I just dip world. my chip in the liquid, make it a little moist you should get restaurant style salsa i accidentally bought it a few weeks ago and it's exactly your type of salsa it's just, just the like li- liquid it's just the liquid interesting it's interesting. not it's not good for me but it'll be good for you like if i was in the dating scene which i'm obviously not and i never really was but if i wasn't like i invited a guy over and like we had chips and salsa and i saw him scoop up like huge amounts of like soggy ass vegetables i would literally tell him to get out of my house there's no way that your own husband doesn't do that oh he does but see that's what marriage is is accepting someone for their flaws when yeah. you're dating someone like you're looking for red flags everywhere yeah and so that would be a deal breaker for you yeah big time and i guess ben like hid that tendency of his yeah until it was too late but also in his defense like when we first started dating I was being like a liar you know and I was like oh I love salad you know like I was pretending like I wasn't a four-year-old um so I had to pretend to not be grossed out by his salsa tendencies 
got it. I just... I do eat things weird. Like, that's a good call. You know? Yeah. But that's just something cute about you. No, I'm <laughs> so cute. It's crazy. Yeah, you just like a little like a little portion. You don't need much. Well, because that's like my stepping stone. I used to just eat chips without salsa because to me, salsa is like literally the epitome of all things disgusting. Like vegetables, wet, soggy, <laughs> spicy. We get it. We get and it. And then I'm like, there must be something to it because people seem to really enjoy chips and salsa. And then I was like, oh, let me just dip my toe in the pond. And I never really evolved past that. Yeah. And and that's okay. But it works for you. And you know, it's different strokes for different folks. And I would never, ever yuck your yums. No, I would never yuck your yums either. Except that's what you've been doing. All the time. All the time. Whatever. Um, it's okay. It's okay. So I'm just really feeling... <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm really feeling like it's, it's, it's time. time. Okay, yeah. I think it's time. We've talked about salsa and eggs long enough to hit you with the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And while that may be true, I would... Ooh, do you feel no, that? No, yeah. no, no. I yeah. might have some Pepto-Bismol if you You need. have some RDH um, alleviation <laughs> medication. <laughs> you have some RDH AM? Yeah. Whew. I think I'm okay, but I'll let you know. I'm feeling like... You know you get that, that like bubbling in your stomach after you eat some salsa? It's like... It's like a feeling of, rem- like, you're feeling remiss, you know? No, it's like RDH reflux. Yeah, because it's like this devastation and this heartbreak, like, coming back up for the second time. <laughs> um, so I, I don't want to, I think the only way to really truly get rid of it is to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by our Patreon channel. Yes, that's right. Patreon.com slash The Morning Toast. What is Patreon, you ask? It is our subscription service. So if you love this show and you can't get enough and when the weekends come, you're lonely and sad, head over Patreon.com slash The Morning Toast. You can subscribe to our premium content channel, for $7.99 a month and you can get five extra episodes every month and the episodes are pretty diverse. They're either vlogs. We're doing a lot more vlogs in quarantine, but there's also podcast episodes and once you sign up, you actually get access to the full library. So we've been doing Patreon for like two years. So once you pay now, you can literally get access to over 200 episodes, both podcast and vlogs, tons of great vlogs, tons of hilarious podcasts. We have sisters, guests. It's really the morning toast, but like we're digging a little deeper on there because, you know, we're, we're behind a paywall. We feel more secure. We're opening up more family stuff. So again, that's patreon.com slash the morning toast for $7.99. And that $7.99 also gets you access to our Facebook group, which is only for Patreon members. It's called the Toast After Dark, and it's pretty much the greatest subgroup. Um, well, actually, subgroup group um on the planet so i would really recommend becoming a patreon member and people the reviews are in and people are loving they're it. sickening and our next patreon that we're going to try oh. and film this weekend is a great idea suggested by someone that i'm so excited also like nervous and i don't know how we're going to pull it off but it's, it's going to be good it, it, it excites me excitement does excite me so it's therefore exciting much like our first story of the day i'm just gonna get straight from the horse's mouth on instagram this is gonna be fabulous 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 taylor swift i don't know if you've heard of her she's like a small little artist she's i think she's like kind of teeters between country and pop um but she's she's really on the rise yeah she's on the rise and she's dropping an album tonight at midnight it is her eighth studio album and it is called fork folklore it's hard to pronounce (laughs) called folklore folklore is the the l is like it's a light l it's it's not like fuck but it's (laughs) folklore it's folklore it's folklore um obviously this harks back to the clue that she dropped a few weeks ago oh my god yes oh my god okay i totally forgot that we when we were doing our zoom episodes i wanted to put it out there that there was like a folklore 
Was that the word we defined? So she just gave like a Tumblr account, this clue, which is the definition, textbook definition of the word folklore. Little did we know folklore was the album. Right. But those Tumblr things always end up being true. Yeah, but we could never even have dreamed it was a whole ass album. No, because this is such an unlike her thing to do because she is Easter egg, bunny rabbit, everything like map, da Vinci treasure, code, and Swifty code. For her to just like write something. Seven in, palm trees. Five holes in the fence. Like for her to just like <laughs> write something and then put it up is like such a foreign concept to us Swifties. Like this feels like a prank. No, this feels like a gift. No, it is the most generous. I, I can't. I'm so humbled by this announcement. And it's really proving that Taylor Swift is just like a woman of the people. And she knows that like people are just bored and struggling. And like all, all we needed was this. Right. So here's, here's the caption. Most of the things I had planned this summer didn't end up happening. But there is something I hadn't planned on that did happen. This does sound like the beginning of a pregnancy announcement. Oh, I guess. But the photo is super moody and far away. She said, and that thing is my eighth studio album, Folklore. Surprise, tonight at midnight, I'll be releasing my entire brand new album of songs I've poured all of my whims, dreams, fears, and musings into. I wrote and recorded this music in isolation, but got to collaborate with some musical heroes of mine. Aaron Dessner, who has co-written or produced 11 of the 16 songs. Bonnie Vare, who co-wrote and was kind enough to sing on one with me. Throwback Thursday to Bonnie Vare. William Bowery, who co-wrote two with me, and Jack Antonoff, who is basically musical family at this point, engineered by Laura Sisk and John Lowe, mixed by Serban Gimina and John Lowe. The album photos were shot by the amazing Beth Garabrandt. Before this year, I probably would have overthought when to release this music at the, quote, perfect time, but the times we're living in keep reminding me that nothing is guaranteed. My gut is telling me that if you make something you love, you should just put it out into the world. That's the side of uncertainty I can get on board with. Love you guys so much. I love that last bit, by the way. I love that message. It's so true. Like, that really is what quarantine has taught all of us. It's like, nothing is guaranteed. You can plan all you want, but you know God is up there laughing in your face. I'm just thrilled like there are so many elements of this that excite me to the nth degree the first is obviously like a whole new album like I feel like I just got done really like laying down with lover and now it's just a part of my repertoire and usually I have to wait like a whole other year um from that point to a new album so obviously just the sheer fact that it's coming and we don't have to wait like two months or even a week like it's literally here tonight the second part that's so exciting is that this is a dual announcement because there's also a music video coming out for the song Cardigan. Yes, and she also posted that the song will have six, the album will have 16 songs on the standard edition, but there'll be a deluxe edition with a bonus track. But there are eight deluxe CD editions and eight deluxe vinyl editions that are available for one week and they're all different from one another. So there's just like so much fanfare to be had. Can you read me some of the, can you read me the track list? Yes. The One, Cardigan, The Last Great American Dynasty. That. Like, can we just talk about that? Like, that reminds me of Miss Americana, Americana and the yeah. Heartbreak Prince. I love, she loves like a Rhode Island, um, Ethel Kennedy, American history moment. And we respect that. Exile featuring Bonnie Vare, My Tears Ricochet, Mirrorball 7, August, This Is Me Trying, Illicit Affairs, Ooh. Invisible String, Mad Woman, Epiphany, Betty, Peace, hoax and then the bonus track is the lakes i'm gonna say that betty sounds like it might be one of my favorite songs something well, about the name something about this whole vibe and you know she goes hard on aesthetic when she's yes. releasing an album and so this is really a departure from the plenty vibes of yep. lover and now it's a little moodier well, so we have to dive in. You know, Taylor Swift is multi-genre. She is country. She is pop. And this is giving me 
not a country vibe. It's mm -hmm. more in that direction, but it's not country. Even though you hear folklore, you think it's like folk music with a banjo. I don't think that's what it's going to be. This is giving me like more emo alternative, like Bon Iver. This, I think I would mix, say it's a mix of Casey Musgraves and Billie Eilish. Yes. Oh, what a fabulous. That's the mood I'm projecting. Math equation. That predicting will be this album. But I mean, that sounds fabulous. I think whatever it is, it will be fabulous. But she does go ham on a theme, a theme, even reputation. Mm -hmm. So she, this is all black and white. It's very, you know, it's kind of reminding me, and I think this is what folklore is, and she says it's her dreams, her whims, her musings. I feel like these are all going to be like diary entries yeah. of every feeling she's ever felt, just really getting in her feelings. I mean, if that's the case, like, ugh. And I feel like these songs were made for the Quarantines playlist. You know, that's the mood. A hundred percent. I don't think she would be releasing like a pop EDM album right now. No. Because it wouldn't make any sense. There's nowhere to listen to it. But she knows that people are home. People are like sitting on their porches if they have them. So jealous. And they're looking for like a nice, slow, emo song to get into. You know what song I think it's going to be most similar to from her catalog that we already know? Do tell. The Archer. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Like, just... That is, like, very much a Casey Musgraves vibe. Moody, vibey, like, heartstrings tugged. That might be one of my favorite songs of hers. I'm almost just, like, not ready. Do you know what I mean? Like, I literally... No, I know. You have to get ready. You have to spend your day today clearing your mind mm -hmm. so that you have the space to let this in. I feel like I just truly processed everything that is her most recent album, Lover, and I finally, like, put together my official ranking, which took me a really long time. And, I don't know, I just... There's something sad about like, not that it's going anywhere, but you're departing from like a certain era and moving into another one, which is so exciting. But I really loved the Lover era. I feel like it was one of her, like her best in the sense that like she was so happy with herself and like mm -hmm. the place in her life and like the, the plenty and the colorful and the sparkly, like that was great. And I'm sad to be moving on from that, but I'm embracing this new era with just open arms. I think this is so fabulous. I cannot thank Taylor Swift enough for being the most generous person. Like this is exactly what we needed. This is so fabulous. Your fans are just so grateful for you every single day. And I just love you and thank you. Yeah, this is really, really exciting. Hopefully tomorrow we will have, you know, some of our initial thoughts, but we will definitely need the entire weekend to ruminate with this. So come Monday will be the official. It wouldn't be appropriate, honestly, for me to say anything about the album tomorrow because it just wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be fair. I, I hear that, but I do think sometimes it is interesting to just share your first impression of something and then how it changes Evolves. over time. Totally. So I will want to hear your first impression just as a Taylor Swift stand, what you think this means for the Swifties, yeah. etc. And then we'll get into it on Monday. I already bought the merch. It's like this sickening cardigan. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And it's like knit and chunky and has like patches. It's actually really cute. I love a cardigan. I've just been ordering so many cardigans. I don't know what I'm going to wear them with, but I love them. I know. Um, I'm assuming it's the cardigan referenced in the song, Cardigan. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure though. I, I really can relate to a cardigan moment. Yeah. Um, that's very much my vibe. It's a thrill, you guys. So just it's a thrill. Swifties, we don't have many days like this. Like, some artists, like, love to surprise their fans. Like, we don't get this. Like, we get everything meticulously planned, which we love. But just enjoy it and take it in. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. Take it in. It's, it's so exciting. Okay. Next story, some more exciting happy news. Demi Lovato and her boyfriend, Max Eric, are engaged. Quote, I knew I loved you the moment I met you. I think it's Max Ehrlich. There's no L. What? Yeah, I know. I was ready to say Ehrlich, and then I, 
I thought it was Ehrlich. Like, that's like such a Jewish last name. I I was ready to say Ehrlich. And then there's no L in the title, in the copy of this People Magazine article. Interessant. Yeah. You just assume it's Ehrlich. But I think it's Eric. Um, He popped the question on Wednesday, less than four months after people revealed that they were dating uh, Max asked Demi to marry him in Malibu, California with a stunning, sickening, gigantic diamond ring gigantic. By, by celebrity jeweler Peter Marco. Fabulous. I mean, this has been a very under wraps relationship. I honestly forgot that they were dating. And if it weren't for like the fact that he was playing piano on Instagram Live once mm-hmm. and she came in and gave him a kiss because she didn't know he was on Instagram Live, I don't think anyone would have even known that they're dating. But part of me makes it think like, this could be it, the one for her, because those private relationships are always healthier and always more legit than the ones, you know, Ben Affleck and Anna Armas, like literally flashing themselves in front of the paparazzi every 10 minutes. Yes, but you know, the more that time goes on, just I'm, I'm waiting for an engagement announcement from those two. Oh, I heard that they broke up, like inside sources. Like I don't stand or sell sh- my ship. I don't stand or ship like whatsoever. Oh. I, made, I made no investment in their relationship. Oh, I very much did. But we love a happy Demi Lovato. I don't think it gets any happier than this. These pictures are beautiful. She looks so happy. They look like such a happy couple. I'd love to get some happy Demi news. We love a sickening, sickening engagement ring. We do. And we also love, you know, any sort of emotion from our favorite artists that might compel them to write a fabulous album. Yes, that is true. I mean, did you watch the Demi Lovato YouTube documentary? I can't remember. It was really, really interesting. And her love life has had so many different phases. And she's obviously, I think, someone who like likes to be in a relationship and like likes to feel loved. And I feel like, I don't know, part of me thinks that like this might be it. Yeah. I mean. He's so cute. He's so cute. I love when, you know, the biggest stars in the world date a normie. Yeah, me too. It's the best. And I think it bodes well for the future. And I would just like a wellness for, uh, check on Mike Johnson because this truly could oh have been God. him. This could have been him. She was obviously ready for like the in real a place deal. in her life, in right? A place where she's ready to settle down. Yep. And he just blew it by asking to kiss her on the first date. Yeah. Is that what he did? He did something weird. I don't know. I remember there was like some tea in the group that someone like was sitting next to them on their date and like just the conversation. <laughs> can't I can't Mike Johnson is so funny like every time I think of him I think of like him trying to ask Kiki Palmer out on a date on her TV show um which by the way got canceled Strahan Kiki and Sarah which is so strange I thought it was such a good show I thought it was such a good show too I thought and, like, it was such a great idea and that it and it really had a future yeah and like all those people kind of moved on from big projects to do that like Michael Strahan was obviously Good Morning America right yeah but it was a part of GMA it was an hour of GMA so I'm sure he'll just be back to a different hour yeah no I know but then also Sarah Haynes used to be on The View Kiki Palmer like gave up acting for a while to do this every day and you would think that they would give it more than one season yeah you know yeah or maybe like maybe but a lot of people were projecting I think I maybe mentioned this that Kiki Palmer's next move could be filling in for um the real because there's a spot open. And I think that I still actually have high hopes that it could be Rachel Lindsay because um, someone DM me on Instagram. She actually is moving to L.A. So like makes you think makes you think. But Kiki Palmer would be a fabulous selection as well. I completely agree. I look forward to seeing who that choice is. Me too. And I wonder when we're going to find out. That'll be some big hosting news. And we love some hosting news. Huge hosting news. Okay. Next story. So exciting. One Direction will be launching an immersive website as their 10th anniversary treat. I don't know if I would say exciting. As a... As a one deer from day one, a one dayer, no, I was a day one, one deer. That's good. Um, I expected more than a website. Sorry. 
It's no reunion, but 10 years after forming, the band is getting back together virtually, that is. Oh, I wonder if they would have had a different plan if we weren't in a pandemic. Maybe. The currently defunct boy band Supergroup is preparing a new 1D anniversary website full of immersive offerings, interactive playlists, and activations across digital platforms, according to a press release. The site, set to launch on Thursday, that is today, will be formatted as a timeline of the group's history from their first audition to the beginning of their hiatus. What is that, like four years? Is this a joke? Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it's a little bit I think maybe it's five or six history yeah it's so you and me got a whole lot of history no no we could be the greatest thing that the world has ever seen you and me got a whole like this is just that was, it's good but it's not great and it's not really what I was expecting. I mean, would it be so hard for them to put together one song via Zoom? Like, a new song? Like, why would that be so bad? They're not getting back together. They're just releasing a song. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a stripped-down version of one of their other songs. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. there was a website. Really? What is this, 1999? No, this is just not not for me. But um, I hope that there are some people out there who will get joy and pleasure from this today and have a great day and then go into midnight and have a great day tomorrow and a great weekend. And, you know, it's hard. The good it's hard thing to have a good day. It's so as a One Direction fan, <laughs> it is so hard to have a good day, and you know at least they have so so many albums, and I actually listen to them all the time because their music really was sensational. And I think for sensational when they were doing it, they thought they were doing like corny boy band like bullshit pop bubblegum music, but it really was exceptional. Exceptional, yeah. That I'm always looking for good albums to do Peloton scenic rides to, and I think I need to add some one D to my repertoire. I don't even know what the best album is. Maybe it's four. So mature. So mature. <laughs> and it's misleading because you think that it's the one without Zane where there are four members, but it's actually just I think their fourth album. Yeah. Um and speaking of Zane, I'll be interested to see if he posts anything on social media. I saw some of the boys posted like pictures and I did see Zane included. It wasn't exclusively like the four of them, which is nice because he really was a part of the band, even though he did, you know, his best to take it down. Um, I'm very curious if he'll be posting anything from Bucks County. Yeah, it'll be interesting. If he doesn't, that would be lame. That would be lame. Like, recognize where you came from. Honor yeah. your past. Yeah. Even though, like, I really loved One Direction just as much, if not more, without Zane, Because you could tell, you could feel the toxicity he brought, especially towards the end of his time there. Yeah, and it's like, I don't want, this is how I feel about like life in general. I don't want people around who don't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, you do not have to be here, like, 100%. If you don't want to be a part of my favorite band, I don't need you in the band. No, the band is still my favorite with or without you. Right. I agree. But this actually reminds me, I'm going to spend some time today, today listening to One Direction, you know. Will you I, be on the website? No. With their interactive timeline? I don't think an so. An immersive digital experience? And I don't think I'm going to immerse myself in their social activations either. You're not going to immerse yourself. I don't think so. But I actually went to a One Direction concert when they were um, touring in America at MetLife. And it was literally one of the most incredible concerts of my life. Me and Ben went. And Five Seconds of Summer opened for them. And me and Ben didn't really know who they were. Except they sing, sing that song. I wish I would wake up with amnesia. And it was like kind of big in the States. And like a couple people knew it. Yeah, no, I'm such like a British One Directioner of the States. Um, And so like some people knew it and I like kind of knew it. And I'm like, damn. And that's where the One Direction concert was amazing. But mostly because it introduced me to Five Seconds of Summer, who I still stand to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that concert was like one of the highlights of my life. Like I was being so annoying to Ben. Like Ben actually likes One Direction, but like I was taking it to another level. Like I made him get us like literally the best seats. We listened in the car ride home. I mean, the car there, like every single album, it took us forever to get there. There was so much traffic. Ben was literally the only man there. It was just fabulous. Fabulous. Sounds like a fabulous evening. It really was. Like that makes me miss concerts so much. Like that was like one of the best. I've had some of the best nights of my life actually at at MetLife Stadium. I have felt pure elation pure joy concerts what is your most memorable concert in the last few years five years maybe rascal flats with dan and jay opening at homedale pnc bank art center which is my favorite venue and i by the way i don't like metlife oh i mean getting there is torture but sometimes the only place you can see your favorite you can artist see taylor swift is that MetLife. i saw ed sheer in there i saw one direction there I have to say that probably the most formative concert of my um, recent life was 1989. Oh, that was a great one. And we had amazing seats and it was just an explosion of color and joy and sparkles. And it remains my favorite concert and my favorite Taylor Swift album. Yeah, it's a great album. I've been doing uh, rides to her albums and it's making me realize, you know, the it's talent. making me realize things. It's been a, a year of realizing stuff for sure. Kylie was onto something when she said that. Yeah, and that 1989 is is it's like it feels overrated because it got so much play, but it's it's rated. It's what it is. It's not overrated. No, it feels overrated because of songs like Blank Space, which literally but became the Blank Space is sickening. You no, know, and it's sickening, but it's so it's not even scratching the surface on the genius that is 1989. Clean, like there's just so many Wonderland. There are so many brilliant, brilliant, Preach. unbelievably Preach. sickening, stunning, and smart <laughs> songs. Beautiful, stunning, and smart. And I just love that era in general. I feel like it makes me sad, though, to think like Taylor doesn't look back on that era positively because it was the one right before, you know, the whole snake drama. And she got so much shit back then for her girl gang when she was like just trying to like be popular. And I think she probably has a lot of regrets about that, um, which makes me really sad. Oh, I'm sorry. Wildest Dreams. Like whatever album Wildest Dreams is on has to be the best Taylor Swift album. Yeah. Wild stream. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you know, Taylor has um like DVDs for all the concerts, mm-hmm. except for Red, mm-hmm. because Red was filmed by Terry Richardson. Remember him? Yeah. And he as like as they were editing it, it turned out he had multiple counts of um sexual assault come out against him and Taylor did not want to be a part of that and didn't want him to like profit off of her music, so she never released it which I never got to go to the Red concert and I don't even know what it looked like or like what it was about. It's like such a mystery to me. And I found like um, someone had like professionally filmed it and sold it on Amazon and I literally got it and I plugged it into my DVD player and it was legitimately from someone's iPhone Stop. in like the bottom of the pit and like I could not see anything. I did watch the whole thing. Did you get a vibe for what the... I got nothing. Was about? It was so blurry. Like I literally got nothing. And I'm like, I can't believe Amazon has the nerve to sell this product on their website. It was literally like homemade. Damn. Well, you tried. I tried so hard. Okay, ready for our next story? Another girl we love um, who's doing well, Cameron Diaz, says her daughter Radix is, quote, the best thing that ever happened to her and her husband, Benji Madden. I love her so much. So much. And she is a loving motherhood. I'm so happy for her. The actress opens up about life as a parent during Wednesday's broadcast of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, saying in an exclusive sneak peek of the episode provided to People that six-month-old daughter Radix is the best thing that ever happened to her and her husband. Quote, it's been heaven, Jimmy. She cusses to host 
Jack Gushes. I fucking love her. To host Jimmy Fallon explaining that her daughter is growing so fast that she now understands why friends who have kids previously told her to cherish this time. Yeah. Quote, literally every single day there's just leaps and bounds and she's not the same baby that she was yesterday. Oh my God, that's how I feel about Snitch Michaela. Yeah. yeah, me too. Where was yesterday? Yesterday is literally gone and today is a new day and tomorrow will be a new day no, that she's completely a different baby. She's obviously talking about Michaela. Like she's obviously she's, met Michaela because every time Olivia sends a picture of Michaela, I'm like, who is that child? She's so different. Every time I see her, she's so different, so worldly, so mature. She's just, it's like the song. Growing, we do it every day. We're growing in the evening and even when we play. I mean, I <laughs> I have a lot of resentment for like the current state of the world because I can't see Michaela every single day. And I feel like I'm just missing out on like such an important time in her life. But we are going away together um, later. At, well, not today, like later next month. And I just... I cannot wait to wake up with her every day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And like, I'm just going to become her mother, I think. Yeah. No. If that's okay with we'll Olivia. We'll be like in full anti-mode. Yeah, no. And I want to be helpful. Mode activated. I want to be anti-mode. Activated. Activated. I just, I'm so excited. Like, and I just love her. And I feel Cameron Diaz on this, you know? Yeah. I feel it hard. I feel it so hard. And just, I love Cameron Diaz. Like, I love her. She's I, a Hollywood treasure. Treasure. Every movie that she's in, good or bad, you know, on the film side, is fabulous, made fabulous by her presence. Agreed. And, and it took me a long time to realize that. And I, and I rue the years that I spent not appreciating the talent that she is. And I rue the years that I spent just associating her as like a Katherine Heigl, Kate Hudson. Like, Jennifer Aniston. She is so much more than that. Like, she is a goddess. I agree. And I think the other woman obviously had a lot to do with that. But then I think that maybe we didn't realize at the time how formative she was in our childhood experience with her participation in the Shrek franchise. Yes. As Fiona. Yes. So, I don't know. I just think it's worth mentioning every now and then that Cameron Diaz is not made for this earth. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm glad she's having joy. Fifth and final story, a little news in the streaming wars. HBO Max reached 4.1 million subscribers one month after their launch. Wow. That sounds pretty solid. Very solid. HBO Max attracted 4.1 million overall subscribers after its first month. AT&T CEO John Stamkey said on Thursday, lauding his team for a flawless launch despite the novel coronavirus pandemic. Wait, AT&T CEO? Yeah, I Launched guess. HBO Max? I guess they own HBO. Uh, the figure includes more than 1 million wholesale customers from AT&T packages that include HBO Max. They have a collab, and I'm oh, that's sure... that's a little bit of cheating. I'm sure they, you know... It's a little cheating. I'm sure there's ownership crossover. So they gave it, like, free for a month to, like, a million... Yes. AT&T customers. And then 3 million customers were normal retail subscribers. Well, you know, the streaming wars, let's get an update because we've been talking about the streaming wars for a while. And since then, Disney Plus has come out. HBO Max has come out. Quibi has come out. Anything else? Peacock. Peacock. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. So where do you stand? I am a Peacock Peacock subscriber. I'm a subscriber to Disney Plus. I was momentarily a Quibi subscriber, but I didn't end up using it. And then I was never an HBO Max subscriber because I wanted to be. And then I just forgot. Yeah. So for me, it's like whatever someone sets up for me, mostly my husband. Or Olivia set up our Disney Plus. Right. Like I have Disney Plus. Therefore, I use Disney Plus. Right. I think if someone could come over and set up HBO Max and Peacock for me, I would be watching them every day. Peacock is so worth your time. You literally just put in your email. First of all, it's totally free. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Because they have ads. One commercial per episode fabulous fabulous okay, as long as i don't have to like steal like get a login no and, and try Jackie, and remember my password they have bethany ever after on there and i, I watched it 
And they have, well, they have literally like Rachel Zoe project. They have so many iconic Bravo moments. It is such a fabulous platform. Okay. I'm so impressed by the whole thing because I'm like, who needs Peacock? Actually, I do. Okay, that might be and my And free weekend. is free. Free is free. Yeah, no, as long as I don't have to like remember a password, I'm down. So I will definitely do that this weekend. And it was find so some easy. Hidden treasures. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I think of over like all the things that launched recently, I think the most successful was Disney Plus. I heard the figures were like crazy. That's great. Um, and I haven't heard yet about Peacock because it's so new, but HBO Max is considered a success. I don't think Quibi was considered a success. No. Um, so good luck, HBO Max. It is a little steep price wise. It's like $14. Oh, but you get Friends. But I bought Friends for $60 um, on iTunes, and I own that forever. And a couple months of, four months of HBO Max is the same price as Friends. But I am going to want to watch the Gary Gennetti uh, cartoon. Yes. Happy birthday, Prince George. Oh, and I'm definitely going to want to watch Selena Gomez's chef cooking show. Like, I don't know how I can live without content. That was made for you. No, that was truly made for me. Like, I love to see celebrities, you know, diving into a hobby that I've never heard that they like to do, you know? Yeah. No, that's exactly what we're looking for yeah. from our celebrity content. Um, so Jackie did not get a chance to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we'll do a full recap tomorrow. I just want to say the episode was unbelievable. Okay. Brandy Glanville actually gets choked up. Like, and like, there's obviously this like setup scene where Brandy is brought in to like deliver some news. Yeah, the one in Kyle's house, like they were just sitting around. Yeah, no, it's like Kim comes off to drop off dresses and Kim's like, I have to go, uh, Brandy's in the car. We're going to dinner for her birthday. And Kyle's like, Brandy's in the car. Bring her in. Like, it's so fake, but they had to orchestrate it in some sort of way, and I wasn't mad. But, like, when Brandy is just, like, sitting in the car and not supposed to be on TV, she's mic'd up because you can hear her being like, oh, like, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just so funny how that, that crazy bomb is literally delivered in front of Teddy Mellencamp, who is just ill-equipped to handle that kind of information. Because Brandy was like, we hooked up. And Teddy's like, like, made out? <laughs> no, Teddy. Actually, no. Um, and then this weird thing happens where after that conversation, like, the last two minutes zoom to 24 hours ahead like literally you see them quickly get on a plane like it's all in hyperlapse and they're in then they're literally in a car going from the airport in Rome to their hotel talking about what Brandy told them to the other women got it so Brandy told them the day before this big trip where all the women are going to be there so it's like and Denise I'm assuming is going Denise and Garcelle are on a flight later so when the ladies are already in Rome going to the hotel Denise and Garcelle are just getting to LAX and all the ladies know they just started to tell Lisa Rinna because they, they split up in the cars. Got it. Like, literally, it was the first chance they got to tell her. I feel like maybe they would have warned the women on the plane when they weren't um, being filmed. filmed. Just, like, to be like, hey, I'm about to tell you something crazy. Like, it's a, it is a shocking piece of news. I feel like maybe they gave Lisa Rinna a heads up. Um, she is an actress. Tr- no, they, and by the way, they all have acted, so it's, like, it's hard to know. Because Kyle was actually being a really good actress when Brandy, like, came into her room like it was so dumb um but it was a really really good episode and also something really interesting that happened I don't want to spoil too much but you got the tail end of Kyle's party first of all Brandy gets absolutely shit-faced she cannot stand up literally her legs don't work and you see her literally fall 400 times I've actually never seen a person so drunk and then you find out later why she got so drunk and she was like just really anxious to be around um Denise. Denise and Aaron but one of the interesting parts of the episode was hearing Brandy talk to Adrian Maloof. Because, you know, last we left them, Adrian Maloof was furious at Brandy for saying on TV that she had a surrogate. They even blurred it. It was never actually said on TV because Adrian was suing the network. Like, yeah. it was so much drama. And then we found out later that it was Brandy, in fact, saying surrogate. But she literally, while she's so drunk, she's pouring drinks for everyone. And her and Adrian are being pleasant with each other. And in her confessional, she's like, honestly, I did this horrible thing to Adrian. And she's 
still after the show always been nice to me when I see her out like and she obviously felt so bad about it she got like so choked up and she's like I never said I'm sorry and I really am sorry and and then she like blamed it on Lisa Vanderpump manipulating her because she was like, you know, it wasn't my idea. And Adrian actually was like, yes, I do know that. But Brandy still said it. And it was obviously something very personal that Adrian only told Brandy because they used to be such close friends. And it was a really sweet, tender moment. OK. Um, and just like an interesting flashback. I totally forgot that like they had beef. Yeah. OK, that's so exciting. I can't wait to watch. Was New York's on tonight? Tonight. OK, so we'll cool. recap so we'll- it all in total tomorrow. But the. Um, Oh my God, why can't I remember his name? Brian, who writes the recaps? Moylan. Brian Moylan. Recap is sensational. Okay. Sensational. Can't so, wait. Wow. Exciting. That is all we have for you guys. And if there's nothing else, I would like to thank you guys for watching the Morning Toast Millennium Morning Show, where we post YouTube videos Monday through Friday. And we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox. Our video podcasts are now available on Spotify. So if you love listening to podcasts on Spotify, you can now watch us. And if you like watching us, you can now also watch us on Spotify um, on your mobile device, which is very exciting. And that's it. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow morning. We will see you. Goodbye. Goodbye.